0: Well, good morning, Grace Way family. Pastor Ed here, and this morning we're going to be diving into just the first few chapters of the book of Ephesians. And to kind of set the context and give kind of a reminder, uh, Ephesus is one of the places where Paul went and visited on, during his missionary journeys. And upon his first visit there, he ended up staying there for a number of years and building up the church there and training up people in uh, what it really meant to be a follower of Christ. He spent some significant time there, saw big advances uh, as the Christian groups there began to grow and increase in number. Uh, at, a, at a point, eventually, he faced some opposition from the city, and at that point, really kind of like the, the leaders amongst the church there sent him out and said, you're not safe here any longer, you need to kind of go on. And so he did con- continue his missionary journey, and years passed, and he now is writing this letter To the Ephesians, the Christians in the city of Ephesus, and these are people that are near and dear to his heart. These are people that he spent significant amounts of time with, prayed with, cried with, uh, was joyful with, and now he's thinking of them fondly, and he loves these people so much. And he's sending this letter, and now the first few chapters, chapters 1 through 3, are really just kind of a reminder and a refresher of, of our position in Christ and really kind of an overview of God's message uh, to the world, God's intention for the world, and what we as Christ followers are called to do. And then we'll see that the next chapters, 4 through 6, turn more to the practical sense and now what our life looks like, what is our lifestyle now uh, that we are following Christ in everything that we do. So, uh, just to hit a couple quick highlights this morning on some of these chapters. There's so, there's so much um, really kind of meat in these chapters that we could, could go so deep in any of these ways. And uh, I want to hit just a few of the highlights of chapters 1 up through 3, which we've just been reading in the past week and a half or so. And the first one is this, and it comes out of Ephesians 1, verse 10. In your praxis, that's on page 4, if you want to read along. And it says it here, starting at the the end of verse 9 and then into 10. It's talking about the mystery of God's will, according to God's purpose, which was set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. Here it is. To unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. Here we see Paul is reviewing and reminding That Christians in Ephesus and you and I today, that God has revealed His will, His purpose to us. And that purpose, this thing which is destined to to be accomplished, remember what it says in in, uh, Proverbs, I believe it's 1619 or 169, where it says that um, many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose will always prevail. And what is that purpose? Here it is now. God's purpose is revealed and is this that all things in heaven, above, and on earth below be united under the lordship of Jesus Christ. This is God's purpose. In other words, this is that inevitable thing that is sure to be accomplished. It's going to happen, regardless of who wants it to happen or who doesn't want it to happen, who chooses. To participate or who chooses to try to oppose it this is going to happen now as it goes forward in the rest of chapters two and three there's four points that I really want to highlight here that it teaches us about our stance and God's plan for us as his people and his church it talks about how he has taken us from death to life he's given us new life new start fresh beginning new creation It talks about how He has taken us and brought us from a place where we were separated from God, distant and far from Him, and now brought us close. We are near, and not only are we near, we have full access to God and the ability to walk before Him and come before Him with confidence and boldness because of the work of Jesus Christ. It talks about his purpose of calling us together and as we move towards that unity, he is taking his sons and his daughters and he's building with us, just as stones building a temple, he is building a spiritual temple with us to house the presence of God. And now as he calls us together as his church, it says in ver- in chapter 3 that it is through his church. Now picture this through you and I and what he's doing in us it says that he is revealing the mystery of his will not just to those around us in the world no it says in chapter 10 of verse 3 that he is revealing the mystery of his will to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms can you can you fathom that imagine that he is revealing his will to those in the spiritual realm the rules and authorities in the heavenly realms are now coming to see the mystery of God's will through you and me and our participation with the Holy Spirit and the, what the God is doing and as he's building us up, this is making a statement and telling a story and revealing something that could not be have been understood any other way. God chooses, God chooses to reveal it and make it understandable through you and I into the rulers and authorities in the spiritual realm. How amazing is this to think about that we think, oh, in the unseen, there's so there's so much in the unknowing that we, we can't see, we can't know uh, what is really going on there. Well, sometimes it apparently, as we're reading these scriptures, there's things in the spiritual realm that are not understood, but through things in the physical realm, and we're part we're part of that. We're we're communicating God's message not only to the lost. We always think about how we want to share the message of the gospel to the lost so that they can come to know him, and that is that is our mission. That's the Great Commission, make disciples of all nations, right? But at the same time as we are carrying his gospel message into this world, God is revealing through us and making a statement through us into the heavenly realms. Now, I just want to take a minute and review some of the scriptures that are talking about these points that I highlighted, and then we'll launch it off into our... Discussion groups to really dive in a little bit deeper and wrestle through some of these truths and where we stand with them. So in pay, on page 9 is where we find uh, Ephesians 2 uh, and beginning with verse 1. It talks about how you were dead in the trespasses of your sin in which you once walked. Uh, and Skipping ahead to verse 4. God, being rich in mercy because of the greatness of His love which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. God has taken us from this place of, of, of deadness on our way to a place we do not want to ever go. And he has made us new and alive and brought us close to him. Jumping ahead a few pages on page 13, we can see here, sliding up to verse 13 of the same chapter, chapter 2. And it says this, In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He has repositioned us. Not only has he brought us from death now to life, he has taken us from where we were far away and he's brought us close. Imagine, not because of anything that we did. Not because of anything that we uh, could, could do. But because of what Jesus did, he has brought us close to him. It goes on to say in verse 18 on, the, on page 14, For through him, through Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. All men, all women, all of us have access to, uh, to the Father through the one and same spirit. He's begun this work of bringing us together. He's doing it all through his one spirit. Slide forward a few verses to uh, verse 22. In Christ, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is what is happening with us. This is not something we may always recognize with our eyes, but when we read these scriptures, it is a reminder to us, this is what God is doing in us. Not only is he working inside of us, but he is working with us, bringing us together, and as a a community. And in this corporate form, he is taking what was once far away from him and far away from one another, bringing us together to him. And as we are brought together, he is forming and shaping us into this spiritual temple to house the presence of God. And here's where the power of the message continues. Sliding forward a few pages to page 20. This is Ephesians chapter 3, and it says in verse 10, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now these things are inevitable. These things are going to take place. The the unity of all things under the headship of Jesus Christ, the coming together of one people, under Christ Jesus. This is going to happen. These things are inevitable, whether or not we want it to happen, but at any given point, we are our free will is, we are still able to exercise that. We still have a free will that's at play, so we choose whether we go along and participate with that or whether we will kind of resist it. It won't stop it from happening, but it can stop our participation, our willingness, our engagement in his work that is on its way to fulfillment, in the fullness of time, even now as I speak. It says that he he brings the the, the dead to life. This one we know, uh, that's a given. Whether or not we place our faith in Jesus Christ and accept his lordship over our lives and become his disciples, of course, this is a choice that we each have to make for ourselves, whether or not we believe in him. But it goes further at each step. It says that he has taken us from when we are distant and he's brought us near. So he has repositioned us. And even after we have come to faith in him and he has brought us close, whether or not we take advantage of the access to God that we have been given is a matter of will, of our choice. Do you choose to acknowledge your repositioning, to acknowledge the access that you have been given from the Lord and to make use of this? to engage in deep relationship, to engage in fellowship with Jesus Christ through the Spirit living in you. We have this ability. Do we? Are we making the choice to engage that, or are we a little bit uncomfortable, feeling maybe a little vulnerable, and we hold back? Next, it says that, The Lord is building with us a spiritual temple. He's brought us together. He's brought us close. And this is something that is, again, it's not just something in us transforming us. This is community-wide. This is church-wide. He is taking us as a collective and building us together. And that involves togetherness. That involves not just being together, not just coming together for times. This involves remaining together. Together, and there's some difficult things that come along with that. They come along with being in community. There's there's things such as um, just our own comfort levels, comfort zones. There's uh, accountability. There's an array of different things that are involved in being and remaining together. And there's a choice to be made. Are we willing to to remain together, to work in participation with what the Spirit is doing, with the inevitable, and 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 be part of that work? Or will we resist it? Will we kind of hold back? There's a choice to be made. And then finally, this message, as the mystery of God's wisdom and His will is revealed to the spiritual authorities, this, there's, there's a, maybe a level of intimidation. There can be some resistance, some hesitancy to engage in carrying God's message even into this world. There's something that um, we can fathom a little bit easier. We can kind of understand carrying His message and articulating and exemplifying His message, His character, His will in this world. And each of us, coming from our different um, places and personalities, will have different levels of comfort or discomfort with that, and there's a choice to be made yet again. Are we willing to engage with that? Are we willing to kind of acknowledge that and say, yes, Lord, here I am and and knowingly, sober-mindedly say, yes, God, use me, open my mouth and use me as you would? Or is that hesitancy to hold back, to kind of want to be reserved and just say, you know, just leave it in the Lord's hands. God, do what you want to do through me and just trust that he's going to mysteriously communicate that message without using you, and your willing, and cho- and, uh, willing participation, your choosing to be part of that message. These are things that are, that are going to happen. These are thing- things that he is at work doing even now. And so they're articulated clearly for us to understand. And at the same time, acknowledging the spirit and the power of the spirit in us, we can move with him. We can move in alignment with Him and begin to have our eyes opened. I believe that the more that we knowingly, willingly engage with what He's doing around us, our eyes will become open to see things the way God sees them and see this work of all things coming under, uh, coming into unity under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We'll be able to pick up on this. Our spiritual eyes will be opened. And, and we will grow and kind of mature in our faith now we're seeing things actually differently. We're interpreting the times differently according to what the Lord is revealing us through our spiritual sight. So with that, I'm going to leave it off with you for a conversation, to dive into some of these things together and with your home church leader. Uh, but let me leave you with this prayer. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you have done all this you have done all that is needed to be done to bring us to life to give us closeness and access to you to build us into your temple and to communicate your message and reveal your wisdom to all things on heaven and on earth god we see that this is your will and intention we acknowledge that this is done when you speak it is as good as completed and we say yes and amen we thank you, Lord, for somehow, miraculously, through your work and power, making us part of your message. We are not only recipients, God, of your love and your goodness and your will, but you have made us somehow, mysteriously, <laughs> participants in your will, in your message, in your in your communication. And so, Lord, so be it. Wherever we are at uh, as individuals, I pray that you would strengthen us and build our faith, and you see where we're at as a collective, as a community. I pray that you would continue to deepen our roots in you, strengthen our connectedness as a community, and be glorified, and may the fruit that comes from your Spirit alive in us bring glory to your name. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.